Welcome back to Season 3 of the Salt and Shadows Podcast. After witnessing an uprising in the glorification of productivity and positivity, our podcast was born out of a felt necessity for real, accessible education for wholesome healing. Our goal is to bring our communities conversation and education that sparks empowerment for how to actually live a fulfilled and magical existence. In this season three of our podcast, we're so excited to welcome locals from where we live here in Skagit Valley, Washington, to share in their intentional magical living practices. We are your hosts, Diana Marshall, specializing in spiritual rehabilitation with Safe Passage Tarot, and Courtney Klopp of the lifestyle brand Self Care Creature. We hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you, Ken, for being in here and interviewing with us today. We have Ken from In Good Spirit in downtown Mount Vernon. And why don't you just say a few words about yourself, about your business? Well, thank you guys for inviting me. I really appreciate being here. Um, My business has been open, well, I should say our, my husband and I, Mm. my husband, Bob. um, We opened it in November of 2019, and it's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a retail store, but it's become much more than that. We hoped to create a safe space for anyone who had questions, anyone looking for their truth, anyone, Mm. as long as they're not hurting somebody, we're not, we don't judge. Um, I, I want to create an environment where people can step away from their life mm-hmm. and feel what they want to feel mm-hmm. whenever they need to. Ah, that's amazing. Yeah. What was your original intention with the business when you opened it? Well, we wanted to provide um, kind of, it was a gift, metaphysical kind of store in the beginning because we weren't, we were new to the area. We weren't really sure how the metaphysical part Mm -hmm. was going to tie in. We both had talked about it and because of my history being a psychic medium, I wanted to incorporate in somehow, and also I'm a Reiki practitioner, so my whole existence is just trying to help people heal. Mm -hmm. And I hoped to incorporate that in somehow, but when we first opened, I had no idea how I was going to do that. We just hoped it would happen. And so we only had I think two tarot decks when we first opened because I was like how is this going to go over oh my gosh (laughs) and it was very obvious very quickly how much of a need there was for people that are on a spiritual journey other than organized religions Mm -hmm. and so we started following and listening we actually do listen to our customers and the people that come through and what they're looking for and we have conversations and really pay attention Mm. and so now we've got I think over a hundred different tarot decks we have brought in uh, a lot more ritual so we have ritual herb cabinet and we sat down and actually had a conversation about the direction for the new year of Mm. the store and we're actually removing most of the gift part of what we do and we're going more metaphysical and ritual oh wow bringing in uh we just uh, found a new supplier for our herbs out of europe and when all is said and done our herb cabinet will have close to 500 um herbs that is so exciting yeah so we're just trying to provide what people need yeah or want wow 
And can you tell us a little bit more about your own personal background? You mentioned being a psychic medium, a Reiki practitioner, not being from the area. Can you go into a little more of maybe all that? I'm mostly <laughs> from California. I have lived in multiple states, but mostly California. Okay. Um, I was a hairdresser for 32 years when I decided to retire, and I was doing hair and owning the shop and working in the shop at the same time when COVID hit. Oh, wow. It was like... I. I, I was only doing hair for fun because I loved it. Okay, I yeah. mean, I was very lucky to have chosen a career that I absolutely loved every day. Aww. But it was no longer fun. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't do anything I don't want to do. And so I decided, sadly, to, for my customer or my clients, but to end that career mm-hmm. and start and focus on a new chapter. And I'm so grateful I did because it's just been incredibly rewarding. Anyway. <laughs> also, so, that little nugget of wisdom I want to repeat... He doesn't do anything he doesn't want to do. <laughs> I don't. Yes. And anybody who knows Learn me from that. <laughs> and has known me for any length of time knows that that's true to a fault. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's some boundaries I'm right keep, there. I mean, I'm keeping all these specific stories in my head. Sure. Um, I know that when I was a child, I had gifts, but like most of us that did... You're taught that it's your imagination. Mm-hmm. It's you're huh. you're told that it's a, a what do they call it? Imaginary friend or right. whatever. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you're to, you're it, it's explained away, and when your you know brain is developing, you just kind of go with it. Yeah. So it kind of went away, and I just really didn't think about it for a long time, mm-hmm. and I went through a lot in my year between 21 and 22 emotionally coming to terms with being raped and Mm -hmm. such I went into therapy and that kind of started opening me up because it was like throwing out a million piece puzzle and trying to put it back together was Mm. what I felt like at the time yeah and in doing that it started opening me up and then I kind of started seeing certain things like I would just see things in my head and I would say something to whoever I was with and they were like how do you know that and it was like hmm, I just coincidence I guess mm. at 22 it hit late 22 it hit hard um, and I started really and seeing things I started seeing people that were on the other side that okay. I didn't really realize that's what it was at the time and I actually went to my best friend's house, and I'll never forget it. It's clear as day. Mm-hmm. Now, and this was over 30 years ago. Um, <clears throat> she was folding laundry in her bedroom, and I walked in, and I said, I need to go to mental health. And she's like, what? And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I think I need to go to mental health. Mm-hmm. She's, and she asked me why, and I said, I think that I'm schizophrenic. And she's like, what are you talking about? And this is somebody who had worked with mentally ill people over the years or had experience with yeah and so we ended up having a conversation I told her what I was seeing and she's the one who started me on the path she's like maybe you should just accept and follow and see what happens Mm. and I this is why I tell people all the time when the students ready the teacher appears because I started meeting people Mm. I started hearing about philosophers Joseph Campbell was a huge one for me at that time wow um the and then my, my best friend, I, I mean, I, we're beyond friends, we're beyond family, we're beyond everything. I don't even know how to explain my relationship with her. Yeah. But, I don't remember how old I was, but um, she gave me the book, The Celestine Prophecy. Okay. 
And for me, it changed my life. It validated absolutely everything I had thought, been feeling, was trying to put together. And from there, that's when everything kind of exploded and I was, I accepted and just went with. Wow. I know I'm talking a lot. No, that's no, you're not at all. So, like, when you say you accepted, was that just, is it just kind of an eclectic practice that you follow or do you follow something specific? Well, you're talking about the, the psychic and the medium part or are you talking about the witchcraft part? Oh, I guess I was kind of getting into the witchcraft a little bit more. So I've been practicing witch for over 30 years. We can Um, go into both, though, just saying. (laughs) And I can actually, I can speak to the fact that I was a witch before I knew I was a witch. Because Mm -hmm. now knowing what I know, when I was a kid, I was doing ritual without really realizing what the hell I was doing. Yes. And it was when I was, I was the best man in a wedding and they had a, a... Wiccan's ceremony um, and so I had to kind of learn in a in, you know in, in a ritualistic way mm-hmm. I hadn't really it, I kind of dabbled in it I had read a couple of books but I hadn't really done a lot with it yet um, but I ended, ended up in that and I ended up talking to the high priestess after and we were talking about different things and we just kind of connected it was like everything else fell away mm-hmm. here's all these people around us and for just this few minutes, it was just us. Yeah. And so she's the one who said, have you ever heard of a natural witch? And I was like, no. And so she explained it to me. And she also explained to me the difference between a natural witch and a learned witch. And I'm so grateful she did because it has played out in conversation after conversation, especially in the last two years. A natural witch is somebody who comes to it naturally. It's just a it's just a given connection mm-hmm. to okay. magic. Mm-hmm. A learned witch is somebody who comes to it by choice and learns, but there is nothing, in my opinion, there is absolutely nothing different between a natural witch and a learned witch. We all know people who, like in beauty school, I went to school with these people that were amazing natural hairdressers. I was not. Mm-hmm. I had to work at everything to learn everything it was like harder because I just didn't have the natural ability yeah yeah but that but doesn't discredit what with, you had to learn well, but all with, of your yeah. work and yeah. within five years I was the only one in my class that was still working as a hairdresser and then I ended up working for Matrix working for Quaj and you know yeah. doing stage work which is something most hairdressers never experience right. so it's not that I even though I wasn't a natural hairdresser I was able to learn and grow and still be better than natural ones because I put the work into it and I chose to stick with it to where they made a choice not to and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Everyone has to choose their path. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but it, it made a lot of sense to me. But I also, I just really want people to understand that even if you are not what is considered a natural witch, it doesn't make you less powerful, less important. Right. It does not diminish you in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Comparison just doesn't ever get us anywhere, really. It has to be up to the individual, for sure. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can you share, would you mind sharing some of your personal practices that just that you, just whatever that, you want to share? Just, that's a big door. <laughs> <laughs> what are, like, your top? three tools then to use like meditation I know you said you love Reiki and you're a practitioner 
so the Reiki is when I'm healing, it's typically when I'm working with others and healing others. I have my practice for others and I have my practice for me. Okay. At home I have my altar and, you know, my room that's for my own practice. Yeah. And I may be doing things for other people, but it's my practice. Right, yeah. I do have an altar in the store that was built by an amazing artist in town whose wife is a witch. Mm. And they're just amazing people. They're the ones who actually do our spell candles. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so I commissioned him. He built my altar, and everything was about staying light. Light wood, um, selenite pools, everything mm. in, for that is light because I want that to be, it, it, the store to be nothing but pure. But in my own personal practice, it's, it, I mean, I, I kind of work with more than just light. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, mm-hmm. I look at it as gray. I, look, I don't look at things as, I don't look at anything as evil or good. I don't look at things that way. Mm-hmm. Things just are. Yeah. And they can, they both have a place. And yeah. so at home, my practice, I kind of delve into both. But in a store... I never bring, I only bring love and light, period. Mm-hmm. So it's just a different practice that I've separated out for myself. Totally. Yeah. And I think we definitely understand the, the personal practice being a little more integrated and, and balanced out, too, gives you a lot more grounding. So you asked what my top tools were. <laughs> One is a candle that I've now had amazingly for at least 20 years. And wow. I, it, it, it's, um, I can't believe how long it's lasting, that, um, yeah, that's crazy. but it is infused with so much of what I've done and so many experiences I've had because it's people who really are close to me that know about this side of me, because I have to say that until moving up here and until opening the store, I was not open about being a witch. It was mm-hmm. a very private practice. Mm-hmm. So, but people who knew, I would say, I'll light the candle and they know now what that means. Because when I like that, that's when everything about me goes straight into magic. And I'm, like, in this bubble of it. And that's when I try to manifest whatever I need, whatever they need. Or, you know, it's... My vocabulary is not always great for speaking to certain things. Yeah. So that candle is my number one. My number two is my first husband... Uh, we were together for five years and he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, he believed in me as my husband now does with every fiber of their being, which to have that kind of support, I'm, I'll start crying if I go too far into yeah, it because okay. it's, I don't think people realize when you have that kind of support, how much it helps you grow. Oh, absolutely. Um, anyway, it's, uh, this is to, to kind of explain how you can use things in your life in your practice in a, in a way you may not necessarily think of, but yeah. we met on a Friday and, um, so every Friday for our entire relationship, he brought me a red rose to work. Aww. I still have every one of them. So I, when I'm trying to connect to spirit and I want it to be a connection of pure love and pure acceptance I use those roses. I use those petals from those roses. So I'm grateful that I have those. And I I don't use them all the time, but I I use them sparingly because I'm terrified of running out. But but that that's that that connects me to 
love and acceptance and brings mm-hmm. me to a place of protection in a way. Yeah. My third one would have to probably be my scrying mirror. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily need it to see, but it helps me focus. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all have our crystals. We all have, I mean, like I have a wand. I have the tools that I use. I have athames. I mean, you, you collect over the years. You yeah. have different different tools. And that's what they are as tools. But to me, for it to be a ritual tool that I use that's important, it has to be something where there's an emotional connection. Right. So that's what my my most important tools are. I love would, that. Would you mind explaining what a scrying mirror is for anyone that doesn't? So a scrying mirror is basically a black, a typically black, mm-hmm. I don't know any that aren't black, <laughs> um, shiny surface. Okay. Um, you can do scrying in water, mm-hmm. typically a black bowl, but also a copper bowl. People will use um, crystal bowls. But it has to have reflection, so I see people scrying in white bowls, and I don't know how that works, mm-hmm. because there's not really a reflective surface to me. Mm-hmm. Um, my scrying mirror is obsidian, and it's polished um, to a very high shine. And for me, when I focus into it, and I focus on the flame, because I usually have the flame of the candle reflecting in it, mm-hmm. um, it just helps to pull me to a different place. Mm-hmm. Um it's like, uh, oh, what's the, his name just escapes me. Oh. Um, Nostradamus. Okay. That's what he used to, for his um, visions. Only he used a bowl. Okay. Uh, but it was a dark bowl that he would look into the water. Mm-hmm. It was a fairly large bowl from what I understand. Um, so it's just a, it's just a tool to help you see beyond. Okay. Yeah. Right. I have another question that came up. Okay. Um, I'm curious, because you had mentioned that Ken has really great boundaries, it sounds like, with some of the things that you were mentioning. And um, I was just wondering, especially with, like, being so connected beyond the veil, what kind of boundaries do you have in place, like, with spirit and the beings that you connect with in order to... I think I need you to be a little bit more specific. Yeah, like... I just know that it can be very, like, disruptive. Like, when you're saying that when you first started, oh. like, seeing beings and you didn't know what it was and, they, you know, then, then they know that you're a vessel for them or a communicator and they just keep showing up, how do you, like, do you have boundaries that you set? Yes. Or? Okay. Um, and I think that... <laughs> so, once, for, from one side, I want to say, you know, with the psychic and the medium part of me, when I just people talk to me about it and they're like, "Oh my god, that's just amazing!" Right? I, you know, but I'm like, "This is truly how I feel. I'm a cell phone. <laughs> that's it. I'm just a tool that's used to contact two different places, right? Or well, I shouldn't say two because there's one or two in my opinion, but <laughs> to connect, right? All I do is I transfer information mm-hmm. to from one to the other. That's that's what I that I don't. I, that's how I see myself. A transmitter, so to speak. So, um, an interesting story. Um, I'll try to make it quick. That's um, okay. A friend of mine who wasn't, we were not friends. We didn't like each other actually very much when we first met. She was a client in the salon I worked at. And that salon, I have to say, was the most amazing place you can imagine. I mean, we anybody who knows salons knows that there's a lot of crap that goes on behind mm. the scenes. We had none. Oh, we great. were a family. We oh. knew each other's kids. We 
went to movies together. We ate together. We, we actually had a life outside of work together. So in that same veil, we also knew each other's clients and clients would get to know each other in crosstalk. So Mm. we always tried to keep it very happy and stuff. She thought I was a prima donna bitch and I just (laughs) thought she was a total bitch. (laughs) But her father ended up coming to me. He was, had passed on. Oh. He showed me an image, a picture of her and him. Um, for sake of time, I'm going to skip a little bit. But mm-hmm. so I, I talked to friends of hers and said, "Is she open to this? You know, because this this can open a door for me where she just thinks I'm crazy. There'll be another person out there saying that he's insane and that I'm evil and blah blah blah, which we all get. Yeah. Anybody in the magical community knows you get that aspect too. Right. Um." So anyway, I connected her and her father, and over time, she realized that there was, like with this picture he showed me, she actually had never seen it. She found it. Oh. She And she brought it in to show me, and I'm like, I've already seen it. She goes, I guess you have. And so <laughs> wow. it kind of started us on a path. So her dad, she and her dad were very close. Anyway, one night, I'm at home, and I'm watching a movie, and he comes in and starts yelling in my ear. He was a mad at her about something, which she copped to and took care of. But mm-hmm. I'm like, back off. Mm. Let me have my life, and I will talk to you when this is done. Yeah. And so that's my ba- that's basically my boundary when they come hollering at me. Okay. Otherwise... You just I, speak it? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, back off. Not I'll, I'll talk. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I treat them like what a human. Right, right. Because they were once, but it's like, okay, let me finish my movie and then I will help you. Yeah. Because this is not something that needs to be addressed in this moment. Yeah, it's not that urgent. <laughs> On the, the flip side of that, like through my daily life, what I did a long time ago was I put a door mm-hmm. in, my, in my head and there's a keyhole. Mm-hmm. So things can come through when necessary because I never want to shut anything off. It's like I, my husband asked me to seal off our house because of mm-hmm. things that he was uncomfortable with happening. Mm. And I'm like, I can't do it. I said, I can put protections up. I can ask them to leave you alone. Yeah. But I'm never willing to completely cut off or block off anything because that then I'm not going to get something that could help. Yeah. So in my mind, I envision this big wood door and it has a keyhole. So certain things can come in. But when I open that door, that's when I'm in a state of protected and I'm prepared and I'm mm. there. Wow. Okay. Well, that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. You're welcome. I mm-hmm. like that. Even visualizing those things, like, it is definitely still a spiritual boundary for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm big on visualization. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and because I talk so much to people, they ask questions and the only way for me to, over, the, over time, to help them understand is to give them visuals. Mm. So, I visualize, but I also tell them what I see when I look at it. You know, yeah. one of the big contentions has been energy. How do you protect your energy? How do you not take on other people's? Right. That's, and I wish to God there was an easy way for me to teach people to do that. Mm. For me, I have this ball of, it looks like fire. It looks kind of like the sun energy inside me. That's mine. Mm. Nobody gets it. It's mine. That's yeah. what fuels me. I've learned over process of time and practice. I don't want anybody to think that I came to any of this quickly or easily. Right. <laughs> but over time, I learned how to pull... We, we have the energy around us 
everything is energy. Yeah. If you can learn to consciously pull the energy from all around you and focus it on whoever or whatever is in front of you, you don't have to use yours. Mm. And you can give them all they need. We all have come up against those people who just suck the energy out of you. Right. When you're not letting them take yours and you learn how to give them what the universe provides, mm. you don't you can you can be there for them in a better way and you can feed them and give them all they need because it's an endless supply. Mm. Where our energy is endless. I mean you can get drained. I'm not gonna and those are other stories, but um you mean I, it's not I have tapped into mine for certain practices, but you said our energy is endless. Did you mean that it is... We can run out. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. It, um, I guess I said it in a wrong it, way. But it does have... Ours, it's it, finite. Ours is finite. Thank yes. you. <laughs> um, so, and then we have to recharge ourselves, and that's not always an easy task. Yeah. Because we have a life. We have family. We have work. We, and so when you're trying to build up your energy and use it at the same time, it's really hard. So yeah. that's why I protect that ball. Mm. with everything I've got. Yeah. <laughs> and Ooh. I don't let anybody touch it. I unless, feel inspired without my by permission. that. Huh? I feel inspired by that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. It's like really well understood spiritual hygiene. Yeah. I see it as like really knowing what your limits are and what you're available for, for sure. One of the things that's been coming up a lot lately with, with the general public is... how to not when somebody's standing in front of you crying I mean I have this happen in the store at least once a week if not more right um, just because of conversation and for whatever reason people feel safe which I'm grateful for nothing but gratitude for what I have um, and they're like how do you not take that on and I'm like because I'm not afraid of emotion mm. and so when people are crying in front of me or yelling in front of me I'm not afraid of what they're feeling so I just let them feel it. And I don't try to... We've all had experience where we're going through something and somebody's like, oh, you'll be fine, just get over it. Or, oh, it's okay. Or, you know, everybody has their different terms to use. And I will just face them and say, I'm not afraid of emotion. Here's Kleenex, go. Yeah. Because if somebody's being vulnerable, it's their... It's them. Right. Remove yourself from it. It's mm-hmm. not yours. You're just the person that they are feeling comfortable enough to be vulnerable. Yes. So let them be vulnerable. Right. Don't misuse that. Yeah. But you don't have to take it on. Yeah. Like I, in my twenties and thirties, I would have started crying with them mm-hmm. and yeah. hugged them. And you know, I still hug. I'm a big hugger, but <laughs> love hugs. Um, but I don't, I don't take it on, yeah. which allows me to be in the moment to actually give them what they need. Right. And sometimes that's putting somebody in their place, too. Recently, I had a girl that... Uh, I try not to tell, talk in stories where anybody can know who somebody is or yeah. whatever, but she came in, and she was having a tough time, and she was crying and really upset, and I had to call her out and say, this is your doing. Mm. And it took a long conversation, but I got her to understand what I was meaning that she was creating it because she wasn't communicating. Ah. And so I got her to wrap around and see it, and she then later came in a, uh, a little while later and told me that she went home and followed what we had talked about and everything was good. And it's like, I think people need, sometimes need to be kicked in the butt. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I'm kind of like sensing, like I was about to ask you what values you like to bring into like to actually navigate through your life. And I'm hearing like a lot of like safety mm-hmm. is a big thing that matters to you. Yes. And another thing I'm kind of picking up on is just this need to speak truth and have it be heard. Would you agree with that? Would Abs- you add anything to that? We, we have to protect ourselves. It's just like, they, you know, the analogies used all the time on an airplane. Put the mask on yourself mm-hmm. first. Right. Even if it's your child. Because if you don't, they could be okay and they could end up without you. Right. If you're okay, you can take care of them. Mm-hmm. So we have to do that in our everyday life, too. We have, you know... Um, so I'm hearing, is that self-care for you? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things I taught my daughters was take care of yourselves and when you're having a, a bad day accept it's a bad day mm. don't try to sit there and beat yourself up trying right. to get out of it and, and work your way further down yeah allow yourself to have a bad day mm-hmm. and know that tomorrow is a, diff- a new day but allow yourself to have that bad day yep. go get a massage go get a manicure go get a pedicure go for a walk in a park whatever you think is going to help kind of make you feel a little more inside yourself because it, usually when we're having a bad day it's because we need some kind of healing yeah um a situation or or something and so go do something for yourself take care of yourself in that bad day mm-hmm. and i'm not saying it's going to take it away because it's not you're going to have a bad day right but it can it's take you out of that deepening frame of mind where you can just pound yourself further and further into depression or self-loathing or, you know, those things that, you know, that we all kind of struggle with. Right. Yeah. That's a big thing that I'm a big advocate of is helping people learn that these bad and negative emotions are a part of the human experience and we have to learn how to be with them and support ourselves through it because they're going to come back around and it doesn't say anything about who you are. It doesn't diminish your worth or anything about, about you. One thing I'd like to suggest to your listeners or your um, your uh, community Our <laughs> is when you're having a, a bad day, just try going outside and bury your feet in the ground mm. for 30 minutes. Oh, wow. You'd be amazed at the difference it makes. What about this time of year? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter? No. You can have a big old blanket over you or whatever, but... Our skin touching the earth makes a difference, and we don't do it. Yeah. We very seldom are, I mean, and just the soles of our feet is not really enough. Go lay in the grass. Mm. You know, I mean, I know the old thing about tree huggers, but (laughs) hug a a freaking tree. Yeah. You know, do, it's nature, and it's energy, and it's more and more is proven all the time about, you know, the largest living organism on earth is is a forest of trees. Yep. So share in that and 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 give back to that. Mm. Um you know, but it, it's find whatever your self-care is. Find whatever where you feel protected, where you feel safe, where that you can go when you need to or or practice or Something you drink, a sound, music. Music is huge for people. Mm-hmm. Um, it can always take you somewhere. I've noticed recently for myself, I'm hearing songs from my past that were 
songs that would take me to a dark place mm. because of my own depression as growing up. Yeah. Um, and I fought suicide for years. Um, Same. So I hear those songs now and they don't take me there. They don't even, I can't even really connect to the person I was then anymore. Mm. Yeah. Which, I can understand which is that. good and bad. It's good because I'm I'm not there anymore. Right. I'm grateful for that. You've experienced, but your I don't own ever want to forget what it was like to go through any of those things because that's what enables me to help people yeah. or understand people, and that's what my life at this point in time is all about: is just trying to help people and 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 try to in whatever way that is. Yeah, absolutely. So as far as shadow work goes, how would you define that and how do you think that shows up in your life? Let's get into it. Okay, so <laughs> in my when I was so the the term that you you know, like you guys do shadow work. Right. Um, I'm not exactly sure what how what your practice in that is or what that defines for you. Mm-hmm. For me, coming up as a witch thirty years ago, <laughs> shadow work was working with the dark side. It was working with dark energies. Mm. We all, you know, I do believe that positive energies or the good side, the light side, you know, we all have different terms for it. But that side can be used for bad Mm. as well as the bad side, you know, used for lack of a better term, can be used for good. I think it's all energy and it can all, you know, but we do have to be careful. Mm -hmm. So shadow work for me was, was that going into those shadows and going into that place of oh I don't even know it's in a, such an emotional thing there's I don't have a word for it but it's it's going into a darker realm mm-hmm. you know to pull energy to do something that you there's a difference in the feeling of the energy from that side there's um, you have to be I have a tattoo that takes up my entire back mm like my entire back and it's nothing but a reminder for me of what can happen when you get pulled to the dark side because I I was there at one time mm. and I practiced badly wrong and I did things and I you know and and I the rest of my life will be trying to to kind of make up for that part of my existence mm-hmm. so <clears throat> That's what I needed to do for my own healing was to remind me how easy it is to get trapped or to fall into that darkness because in the darkness, it's more immediate gratification, but like we all know with immediate gratification, there's a big price to pay Mm -hmm. and I pay that price for a long time and I'll be paying that price for the rest of my life. No, I never killed anybody. Just anyway. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I wasn't thinking. So that. <laughs> for me, shadow work was dealing with that—that that kind of perceived as negative, but I don't see it as negative. Yeah. That that, that darker place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you know salt and shadow, I was like, okay. And then you guys, t- I you know, I didn't really want to do too much investigating on what you guys do in your podcast because. Mm-hmm. I just believe in being more genuine than trying to, in my own head, yeah. uh, plan this and this and this to say this and that. It's just not genuine to me. Right. Yeah. So I was like, that was my one question was, how do you guys define shadow work? Ooh, fun. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 
Courtney here. I just wanted to take a moment to interrupt this episode and let you know that if you are hearing anything that resonates with you, Diana and I are available for a two-on-one session. We call these our Salt and Shadow Sessions, and this unique offering is available both online or in person at our LeConnor Washington studio. It's a little bit of a combination of lifestyle coaching, a dual tarot and oracle card reading, as well as some ritual integrations and energy clearing. We also would greatly appreciate it if you would please subscribe, download, and share this podcast to help it reach more people. If you'd like to stay up to date with our offerings and events, you can also sign up for our full moon newsletter. You can book a session with us, sign up for emails, or subscribe to our podcast via the link found in the details section of whatever listening platform you're currently tuning in on. We have a deep-rooted mission to bring accessible and sustainable education for wholesome healing to both our local and online communities. Our goal is to provide safe space that sparks empowerment within you so that you can know how to actually live a fulfilled, empowered existence. May you remember the peace and the power you hold within yourself at all times. I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. Um, the way that I perceive shadow work is like working with the sides of ourselves that we want to turn away from and that we can't accept. And um, yeah, I guess in that, I can I can feel how that kind of relates to what you are describing. And with it, like when you're saying getting away from like the good and bad, for me, it always comes back to intentions and just helping people to like fully accept like all aspects of themselves in order to heal and like be a whole being and accept what is rather than seeing everything in the black and white and like not, yeah, yeah, really, really it's that like wanting to turn away from like the aspects of yourself that you're not able to accept or that you don't want to think about or noticing the discomforts that come up within you and learning how to be vulnerable and show up for those things in order to heal. And also those parts of ourselves that we were told weren't acceptable Mm. and like processing, going back, processing those things that we never integrated within ourselves because we were told that they aren't acceptable people don't want to see those parts of us so going back and kind of reclaiming them and bringing that back into our lives I think that's kind of like how we start understanding and in a lot of ways I feel like it it does parallel what you're saying about like going into the like darker realms of things that people don't want to look at they don't want to exactly exactly and like learning how to start bringing that into who we actually are authentically instead of avoiding those parts of ourselves any longer. So, is foul language a bad thing? Nope, feel free. Go for it. (laughs) So, fuck them. (laughs) Just, you know, I have to say it because I see it every day. We all do. Mm -hmm. Those experiences of people telling you, you shouldn't feel this or you shouldn't Mm. feel that or you need to be this way or that. Fuck them. Fuck that shit. Because... I tell women especially all the time, and men need to hear it too, they genuinely do. Absolutely. But women have been taught so many fucked up wrong things about, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, to be a good girl, you have to, this or that. I think of it more in terms of just being a human. Right. I don't think of it in terms of gender, because that's just stupid. (laughs) But I tell women all the time, you are enough. Just the way you are. Mm. If you're in a relationship or family or friends that are telling you, 
you're not enough unless you do this or that, they're fucking wrong. Yep, 100. It's own who you are. You're the one walking your existence. You're the one living it. You're the one who has to look in the mirror at the end of the day. Yep. So whatever they think of you, I live by a very strict code. What other people think of me is none of my business. I love that. Mm-hmm. And it, I have lived that for a very long time. And it's very freeing because it's what I feel about myself. Can yes. I look in the mirror at the end of the day? Do I feel like a good person? Right. And there are days where I'll have a fight with my husband or we don't really it's more, more of disagreement, but, sure. you know, or I'll say something to somebody that I was taken the wrong way, or sometimes I'm just having a bad day and I make my mistakes. Sure. Right. And I, but when I look in the mirror at the end of the day, I answer for it, but it's mine for me to answer for because right. of my own actions and my own judgment. Nobody fucking else's. I'm so tired of the damage that other people do trying to tell somebody what they should or shouldn't do. And that comes back to this whole thing of self-sacrifice. This is a conversation I have way too much for my own comfort, just in the fact that I just hate that people are out there with this. But you do not have to have to sacrifice who you are. You do not have to sacrifice your own feelings, your own experience, your own expression to make others happy. No, I... This is a subject matter I don't like to really talk on, but I was raised Christian and I left the church not because of anger, not because of anything. I left the church because it just wasn't where where I fit in. Mm -hmm. Sure. I had my good and bad experiences with religion and it wasn't the religion, it was usually the people, Mm. the bad people that try to, you know, hide in in religion. But (laughs) in, in in a lot of organized faiths we see where they're taught if you sacrifice yourself yes then you're a good person yes that is such bullshit complete and utter bullshit if you sacrifice yourself you are doing damage to the most important person in your life and that's you yes and i just really can't express enough that sacrificing yourself throwing yourself on the pyre Get off the cross, honey. Somebody needs the wood. I love that saying because <laughs> it's true. The whole yeah. martyrdom of I've sacrificed for you so you should owe me or you should do for me. Mm. Fuck you. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, my, that's my okay. Little tangent. It's <laughs> no, a, I love it. It's yeah. a sore subject for me. Because it's welcome. I, I, I mean, think that it's, it's at the root of a healer. Honestly. It's at the root and the heart of any healer. For me, it wasn't so much in my religion. I didn't have, like I said, I grew up Christian. I didn't have a problem with, with Christianity. I sure. still don't. I have a problem with certain people in Christianity. But the religion itself, I don't have a problem with. For me, it was my family. It was like, hide the fact that you're gay. Hide the fact that you're this or that or right. whatever. You know, my sister being jealous because I had a housekeeper. Or, you know, it's like, make the decisions for your own life. Why right. are you coming for me? Why? Right. And my family, with the exception of my brother, which is a whole... People who know me will be like, what? But <laughs> my brother and I had a very tumultuous relationship when we were younger. We got to the other side of that through mm-hmm. forgiveness and love. And he died the day we signed the lease for the store. Oh, wow. And he was the last blood relative that I still had communication with that didn't 
make me feel like shit about myself. Mm. Because I, loss. because no matter what I did, I mean, when, no matter what I bought people, I mean, I would buy people plane tickets to see other relatives because they couldn't afford it. I did these things because I wanted to, because right. I could. Yeah. But it was just, but then how can you turn around and tell me I'm a horrible person because I'm gay or because of, I'm just a lowly hairdresser when I made more than them, you know, financially. I mean, it's just perception. Yeah. Right. But <clears throat> it, you can't it was, hold your life to those Well, and eventually I actually stopped talking to my mother. The last thing, our last conversation, it didn't, turn, wasn't a huge fight. It's just like we both knew. And I said, I love you. She said, I love you. We hung up the phone and we never spoke again. And now she's gone. Yeah. I don't, I sometimes feel guilty for not feeling guilty because mm. it was so toxic that I was almost 50 years of my life was spent trying to make her happy. And yeah. her voice will always ring through my head because it's your, you know, it's the person who's supposed to love you yes. no matter what. They Absolutely. can do a lot of damage. Yes. So, but me doing what I needed to do to take care of myself yes. and to remove that toxic nature of, out of my life mm-hmm. was kind of wonderful. And I had to, I had to ask myself, am I going to regret if, when she dies? Am I going to regret not yeah. having a, you know, a relationship with her? I don't. Yeah. And I, understand that. I don't feel like I'm a bad person for saying that. Although there's a lot of people out there who would say I'm a horrible person because it's your mother. You should always love your mother. Right. Bullshit. You didn't have that relationship. She didn't love me. Exactly. But you're checking in with yourself and you're using your own discernment for right. what you're saying is your code for mm. your life. And that's what's so beautiful about that. You get to make that decision. And I think that the family dynamics are so fucking challenging. I've, I've wrestled with that myself. I stopped talking to my mother for a certain period of time. And it's like, how do you know... Like, when to actually let go and cut it off and, like, let it be? And, like, how do you make the decision if you want to try and, like, be in somebody's life? And then there's this... For me, it's been this whole layer of accepting where they're at and knowing that I now want my mom in my life, knowing that she's not going to ever be able to show up in ways that I would want her to. And there's many boundaries there and, like, all sorts of careful things. But I think it's beautiful when someone can really know, like, this is not for me. Right. Goodbye. And, like, you, even you said the last things you said was I love you. Like, I think that's really beautiful and very honoring. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I mean, yeah. it, it was... It was... It was the... It was the best thing I could do for myself and I yeah. think for her. Yeah. So, yeah. and you know, to find out later that she changed her phone number without even telling me kind of validated that we were both in the same place. Yeah. And if you're both in the same place, why should anyone on the outside right. think that it's a bad thing? Right. It doesn't, because it's none of their fucking business. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't give her what she needed. She didn't give me what I needed. So, part ways. You yeah. Know, you know, it is more difficult when it is a parent, a mother or a father. Absolutely. Even a Primary caregiver. Yeah. But I, I don't. I, I don't feel bad. Just because they yeah. are your parents does not mean that they were equipped to give you anything healthy whatsoever and they're still a human being no matter what their title is and we have to be able to see them for what they are in reality and how they're willing to show up for us I do think that I want to say um, I do think it is important to try to heal relationships when possible yeah, yeah especially when you, they want to do that when, as well yes. yes it has to work both ways Yes. sometimes you do have to pull somebody into it 
or give them a little bit more leeway because you may be more further healing. along in your own sure. healing than they are. Right. But if you get to the point where you just know it's never going to be successful or yeah. you're never going to accomplish that, it's, it is completely okay Something's to walk away. Something's got to give. Yeah. Yep. Mm. It's, a, it's completely okay to walk away. I love that. Yeah. I love that reassurance. Did you know that Diana also has a background with religion? We've talked I, about it a bit. A little bit, yeah. 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 Very similar in, in like, the family situation, for sure. They're all still living, but they're all still very much in that headspace, and they completely don't want anything to do with anything outside of that. So I've just kind of been put on, like, basically, they don't have any connection with me anymore. And for so many years, I really held out hope that there would be some way we could come back together. But really all that did is just kind of keep my heart broken. Honestly, because no matter how many times I would approach or attempt a conversation to try to find a compromise, they don't allow compromise. It's one way or the other. And so after years of doing that, it was really just this, like, I have to start facing the reality of what they're willing to show up and give, and that's nothing. So instead of looking for something from people that aren't willing to give me anything and show up in my life, I'm going to start finding the people that do see me for who I am and actually want to be in my presence and aren't giving me that feedback. You know, you can totally tell the difference in someone that sees you and accepts you and loves you unconditionally and someone that is just putting up boundaries to you all of the time. So yeah, if you allow yourself that to walk away from that, because that is part of working through that, that mentality of always having to sacrifice right like we always go back to that like but what if they're what if they'll be sorry tomorrow maybe we should just hang on to that and keep keep being available to them so that when they come around we will be ready for it but that's us also trying to convince ourselves that they're going to come around and it's we're just kind of wasting our time in our life and the things that we could be evolving into by kind of holding back and seeing if they're going to catch up with us too and there just has to like naturally be this understanding within you of like where people are actually willing to be in your life and to accept it that way yeah and I think there's something to be said for like leaving doors open and giving people the chance to come back around but sometimes people show you like you're saying your mom changed her phone number sometimes people should just show you a closed door yeah Yeah. and that's again accepting the reality accepting what is Yes. That's with my brother when we when we came back together. That was one of the comments I made to him was, he's he he said everything I'd ever wanted to hear him say. I'm sorry. What happened to us? Mm. You know, and because in adulthood we didn't speak for seven years, more probably more than that. Fortunately, he wasn't a horrible person. Neither am I, but he had two boys, my nephews, and he never kept me from them. And I usually talk to his wife, and so I was going to be in the area. I called and said, can I come by and see the boys? And they, she's like, sure, they'd love to see you. So I took them, you know, some toys and stuff. They were young. And my brother and I, at the extent of our conversations, even at family gatherings, was like, hi. That was it. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, can I talk to you for a minute? And I'm like, sure. And so we go over to the side of the house, and he's holding my youngest nephew, and my oldest nephew's running around. And he's like, what happened to us? And I said, you know what happened to us. 
we knew we know our truth and it's like you can say what you want to mom or to our sister or to friends or whatever but you and I know the truth mm. and I mean I don't I don't want to make it sound like it was any kind of sexual abuse or anything that sure. there were, it was emotional and physical abuse but not typical sibling because a lot of people are like oh all siblings fight not with chains and bats wow. yeah and broken you know yeah. yeah so it was we both had our pains we were working through when we were young that's the best way I can put it yeah and so he apologized. He said everything I'd wanted, ever wanted to hear. And I was completely unemotional about it. Mm. And that is so not me. I cry at the drop of a hat. Ask anybody. <laughs> and I'm like, I got to process this. And so he's like, but after everything was said and done, you know, he was like, so where do we go from here? And I said, the door has always been open. Mm. You just had to choose to walk through it. Mom couldn't do it for you. Our sister couldn't do it for you. You had to do it, and now you've done it. And so we just go from here. And what that taught me was that I had truly forgiven him, and I didn't understand forgiveness before that. I didn't. I thought forgiveness meant that you were saying it was okay, or you were mm. saying, you know, like letting them off the hook for sure. what they had done. Mm. And it's not. It's, no. it's removing them from your head and having that space to keep you feeling like you're less than. And I was no longer that little kid that, was you know damaged and beat up and 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 hated everyone and so he walked through the door so i do believe leaving doors open but that doesn't mean chasing them right no, absolutely not yes never chase anyone Mm-mm. yes ever in yep. any capacity people either want to be in your life or they don't yeah that can be so hard to accept and then especially when you get into different layers of like uh attachment styles and codependency and things like that I and mean, that's just been a really challenging lesson for me and it's also been the most freeing and invigorating to realize like that's your shit this is mine these are my needs and my boundaries and diane and i were just talking too about this whole new sense of safety that comes with living in your truth essentially i guess is how a, a great way to put it and it's like a for me, I'm, like, realizing this whole new sense of safety for people that want to show up for you, that see you, that love you, and fully accept you, that, like, I just, it still, still is feeling new at this point in my life. I'm just like, wow, I just didn't realize that this level of safety existed in relationships. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it kind of came up to me when you were explaining that moment with your brother, too, where you were like, I didn't even start crying. I've had similar moments, and I'll just speak from my own experience, but it, it kind of almost felt like the same energy of you've been through so much pain with somebody that that first apology almost doesn't even feel real. Like, you're almost like kind of like an out-of-body, out-of-emotion experience because you're so used to the pain of everything that actually getting to a place of like actually finding some solution you can't even really connect with it yet. Like, it takes some time to really, like, okay, are things actually changing? Are things shifting? And I can, like, feel that out. Like, I, I can very much relate to the, the fact of, like, not really being able to be present in those moments when they actually do happen because you're so used to normal moments just being chaos or confrontation. I think for me, in, in that instance, what brought me to know that it was real was he was crying mm. not just teary he was crying yeah and i had only ever seen him cry at a funeral 
Gotcha. My, my grandmother's and my father's funeral. Mm. It's the only time I ever saw my brother cry. Yeah. He was, you know, worked for the sheriff's department. He was a football player. He was that kind of guy. Gotcha. And But also, I have to say, our issues, because a lot of people assumed our issues were because I was gay. He, mm. every single person in my entire family and extended family, he didn't give a shit. Uh, he did not care at all that I was gay from day yeah. one. Just didn't. <laughs> so that was not our issue. Our issues were more of our own healing and our sure. own, you know, damages yeah. um, and how they played on each other. But yeah. um, I'm sorry that you've had that experience because I do understand it in, in some ways. Yeah, Nobody like, can understand somebody's other experience fully, but sure. it sucks that people have to go through that, especially yeah. within our families. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Family healing is... I, I have a chosen family. And yeah. I know people more and more, um, as generations go on, talk about chosen family. I just really cannot express enough how grateful I am to mine, for mine. Yeah. Nobody can figure us out. I mean, <laughs> somebody made the comment... Um, oh, uh, lost a friend of the family she was talking about she knows my youngest daughter and she was like it took her two years of knowing her before she figured out how our family worked oh. and how we were all connected because some are blood some are not some are this some are that yeah. <laughs> but we are all family we are all we love each other we accept each other for who we are the good the bad the ugly and yeah. we all know that in any given moment we could call anyone and they would be there that's awesome and so Try to find that support however however you need to, whether it's yeah. building those relationships with friends or following those connections, whether it be your true family, you know, true, well, that's not really a good term, whether it be your blood family or biological family or not, um, just collect the family you want. Yeah. Make yeah. the family you want. Yeah. Yeah. Start reforming the idea of what family actually is. Yeah. I've spoken a lot lately on how amazing it is that people are choosing their relationships differently. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, their intimate relationships. They're not they're not falling into that traditional like what I was grown up with. Yeah. People are, are understanding they can make their own rules and have the relationship however they want. Yeah. And I think that's amazing and I'm so grateful that people are starting to shed all that bullshit. Yeah. Whether it's a woman who doesn't want to have a baby and mm-hmm. being made to feel bad for that. Yeah. Girl, you don't want to have a baby, don't have a baby. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be successful for anybody. Yeah. Right. If you know you want an open relationship, if you want a poly relationship, whatever your relationship is, allow yourself to find love where you can. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And especially just bringing in more intimacy within platonic relationships is a big one that I've been seeing and loving that that dynamic shift is happening as well. Yeah. Just more closeness, more connection. Yes. More love. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, so I have kind of a two-part question for you. So the first part is, how would you like the local community to feel when they experience your business and experience you. I feel like you've kind of touched a little bit on that, but you, you know, you're a self-professed healer. You help people. I, I help people in, sometimes people don't even know I'm helping them. Yeah. And that, I, I, I kind of giggle to myself about it because sometimes I'll pick up something from someone, I'll see something. They have no idea how, you know, I do it in a very subtle way where they don't even know. I don't, that I've, 
seen something or had a vision or whatever mm-hmm. and I'll just kind of guide the, the conversation in that direction uh, and send them out the door yeah. <laughs> um, then there's ones like a friend was in and I saw a black spot in her side and it ended up being cancer I and mean, I told her to go to the doctor and enforce it but get tests done and you know so it, in the store it can be a lot of different things so when people come in I just want them to come in with an open mind and leave with an open mind Mm. or hopefully maybe even a more open mind I have lots of conversations with people that are religious that are like do you really believe in this stuff and I'm like I don't do I wouldn't do this if I didn't believe in it there is nothing in my store I don't believe in even if it's just a shiny pretty object mm-hmm. those bring us joy too mm-hmm. right so I have people that walk into my store and the, as soon as I see the tarot cards which which are just inside the front door they are gone. They're right sure. back out the door. Sure. And I, I don't, I'm not angry about it. I'm sad because it, it just kind of shows how closed off they are mm-hmm. because, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't do tarot. You, I know you guys do. When I think about the tarot cards on the, you know, on the shelf, to me, they're just picture cards. It's until you put intention in them, until you own them, until you claim them and work with them that's what makes them something more. To me, they're just picture cards. Am I wrong in thinking that way? The way that I was raised, I was specifically told that tarot is under the umbrella of things that the devil specifically can connect with you through. Yeah. And that it only bring, anything associated with magic can only bring you into a dark realm where you will be basically like a pawn for the devil. And I know that there are still many people that know that. And I also know there is very little information out there available to people about what it is actually about and how it actually helps and what it actually (laughs) connects with and, and like guides you through. So I feel like there is definitely that stopping a lot of people because they don't have personal experiences with it. And there's a lot of fear conjured up with all that too. Yeah. 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 And I was brought up, Similar, not probably not as quite as as much as you. I don't know what your experience was, Courtney. But a little Christian, a little Mormon, but not really deep into either. So, what I my moments of of joy are when somebody asks me, and I know they're not a believer. I know they don't have any experience with it, but they ask. That's they just ask that to me is such joy in my heart. Yeah. Even if they put it down and are like, okay, whatever. Sure. <laughs> They've asked. Right. That's an open mind. Right. It's yes. just it, it, That's why there is no such thing as a dumb question because, yeah. and I know people are like, yes, there are. No, there's not because mm-hmm. somebody's asking because they are looking for something. Yeah. Information or education, understanding, whatever it may be. Always appreciate that. And like we have the, the tuning forks. Those are a hugely popular thing for people to play with in the store. And I see people pick them up and they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I just, I engage them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so do you know how they work? And they're like, not really. And so I show them. Sure. And I've had people go, actually, I can see them opening their minds. Mm-hmm. as Because I talk about vibration and the, you know, the, anyway, you know, mm-hmm. how I use them in my practice with Reiki and such. Sure. But 
sometimes I don't even let them ask the question. Sometimes I just engage them because I see the curiosity. Yeah. And especially men don't know how to ask questions. Yeah. Yes. Um, typically, I don't want to say all men. There's sure. no absolutes yeah. in anything. Let me sure. just preface by saying that with anything. But that's that's where I find my joy in, in what our store is, is just people coming in. The... I can't tell you how many times in a day somebody will come in and say, it just feels so good in here. And they, I, I, I express my gratitude, but I don't think they really understand how much that means to both of us. Yeah. That we've created this place that feels like that for them. Yeah. Um, and I know it's not that way for everybody, and I wouldn't expect it to be, but right. it is... It, 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 I, I never take it for granted when somebody says it, no matter how many times I hear it, because it tells me I'm on the right path. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I know, I mean, like, I, you came in really soon after we opened the first time, and I just mm-hmm. felt connected to you, and I just met Courtney a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what you guys are doing in the community, too, it's like, I think the more of us that are out there making ourselves known being open and honest, which is hard in the magical community. Yeah, it is. We're taught to stay secret. Mm-hmm. I was. Yep. Because, I mean, I didn't know if we were going to picket it. I didn't. Yep. I didn't, had no idea what was going to happen. But the more of us that are out there and help people to understand that we're not weird or different or, you know, that we are just on our own path. Right. It, people are afraid of what they don't understand. So the more, exactly. even you know, one by one, if it has to be, that, that all of us in the magical community reach out to to just say hey this is who I am this is what I believe and I don't devalue what your beliefs are mm-hmm. I will never devalue somebody's religious beliefs spiritual beliefs it is not my place to do that yeah and if anything that's only going to make somebody not feel safe right yeah okay I'm going to switch the question up oh, on sorry. you a little bit I get, I'm no. sorry I go on my tangents <laughs> you were answering okay this might be a little harder for you to answer but we'll see how it goes how would you like to feel within your community? What your, can your community do? You mean the community as, as a whole? Yeah, I or already, even just within the local community. I'm already there. I mean, what are you feeling? I feel accepted. I feel um, appreciated by in in a, in a general sense. Yeah. Um, the the downtown corridor in Mount Vernon, they really are some amazing store owners and I've yeah. even met ones that are their their ideologies are completely opposite of mine mm-hmm. but there's still a respect yes. and it's shown and it's and it's expressed and I'm grateful for that and awesome. I try to be as respectful back um when we first opened up people there were especially at the compound pharmacy she was just her name is just not coming to me right now Oh my god. That's okay. But she was like, if there's anything I can do, she had let us raid her upstairs, like for displays and stuff. Oh we wow. Were, you know. I mean the the community as a whole in Mount Vernon, I mean, and we go into COVID where I watch not just for my own business, but for all the businesses. Mount Vernon, I can only speak to Mount Vernon, I don't know LeConnor and sure, Burlington sure. and such very well because I live and have a business in Mount Vernon. But mm-hmm. um they really did come step up and shop local and did dining. You know, they really, it was not just something they were like, Oh, you know, we should do this and we'll do this a little bit more. Yeah. They really made a, a effort. conscious effort to mm. really keep us all going. And That's I'm awesome. grateful for that. 
it made me feel like I was just I think my business is special but I want to say it just made me feel like they included us with every other business mm-hmm. like we weren't ostracized because we do have crystals and sure. and you know magical herbs or you know books or whatever um they it it, it really felt like and I have people come through and I, I'm like, you know, I know our store's not for everybody because they'll say something, never really mean or derogatory, just sure. say something. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, our store's not for everybody, but I really appreciate you coming in and, and yeah. spending a little time with us. And I really mean it. Yeah. I, anybody who who's new, I say this a lot because up here and people haven't known me that long. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people who have known me for a long time know I don't say it if I don't mean it. Sure. I can't. Literally, because it's your cousin, well, right? Well, because yeah. when I was young, I was one of those that I didn't talk unless somebody asked me a question. Mm. I, I, everyone else was more important than me. I mean, I do come from that place. I know what it's like to fight out of that darkness of, I'm, I have no value. Yeah. Yes. Everyone else does. And helping everybody because that's what I was supposed to do. Now I help people because it's what I want to do and I feel like it's just who I am. Mm. It's a different thing. Um, I don't sacrifice myself and my time just to, to make myself look better, feel better to the community. Right. People can feel when it's not real. People can feel when it's they'll take. There's those people. That's when you get taken advantage of. Is when people know that you are doing it to be self-sacrificial. That's when you get those clingers that come in and just will suck you dry. I don't have any of those because I won't, I just won't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can tell somebody, you know, okay, you know, we, I'm, I'm done talking today, you know, yeah. because yeah. you're not, you know, I, I, you find, I find, I try to find the best way to do it, but, but as far as, you know, the community goes, I feel, I don't feel like the community could be really any more welcoming than they have been. Mm-hmm. I feel like you were kind of like, a Shocked. little hesitant in the beginning. Yes. You weren't really sure about how any of that was going to be. Well, that was a bit of a conversation we had before the yeah. microphone was on. But yeah, when we first opened, I had two tarot decks and was terrified even at that, that yeah. we were going to get people picketing us because there's, there's so many, I, there's so many churches around us and I don't mean that in a negative way. Please don't take it that way. Yeah. Because it, it's it to me, it's not the churches; it's the people that make the churches good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, "What are people going to say about this?" And I have Christian witches, and oh, that's one thing I want to speak to that. a little bit too. Mm-hmm. I have Christian witches. I have Jews that are witches. Mm-hmm. I have Catholics that are witches that are customers. I mean, people don't understand that witchcraft is a practice. It right. is not a religion. Right. It is not a belief system. My belief system is is something completely separate than, than witchcraft. Witchcraft, for me, is a practice. It's the things that I do... Well, I, I, that's a long story. I <laughs> I, there's no short way to put that. But, sure. but witchcraft is a practice. It is not a religion. It, 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 it can fit into and benefit any religion out there. Yeah. You know, things like burying your feet in, in the ground. Because, yes. you know... I don't view it as, as a singular God that gave us the earth, but whether it's God that gave us this earth or the universe or, you know, 
whomever or whatever you want to put to it, they gave it to us for a reason and we need to take part in it. And Mm, there's so much asphalt and concrete and, you know, that we, we don't connect to the earth anymore. And I know that sounds a little hippie-ish, but, and I'm not, but but it's true. It's just the truth. I don't know anybody that does not feel something when they're in nature. Yes. And if they don't, then I'm really, I really feel sad for them. Yeah. I mean, even if it's just looking at nature, you don't have to hike, you don't have to, Right. Yeah. It's not about that, it's just about, but when you're, when you're in nature's glory, how can you not feel something? Yeah. It has a very deep... Uh, shift within our nervous system like we are connected to nature in that yeah, way we are alive and nature is alive and we're all experiencing this life in one form or fashion together and so I feel like it kind of connects us to that all-encompassing umbrella of life that we're all that we actually are connected through it doesn't have to be the little details just the fact that we're all alive right now is amazing so to kind of reverse the roles a little bit um, so what would you like what do you think that I could do or Bob and I could do as you know with with what where we're connected in the community because it's a different place than you guys are Mm -hmm. what could we do to help you guys what could we do to help anybody in your situations that are trying to put yourselves out there in a very open way how can we help that's a really fabulous question yeah because we do see people all the time yeah. yeah, I think, I mean, I'm feeling so much joy and gratitude and just knowing that we connect so deeply on, like, our values is what it really sounds like in this, like, living our truth and, and teach, helping people learn how to accept that. And I think just knowing that we work in, like, our sessions, our two-in-one sessions, that we help people do that. And then we also hold the new moon ceremonies once a month right now. And just knowing that we are, uh, like, healers that are available, we're available for hire for events and things like this just just helping to let people know that there are other professionals in the valley that can show up and help them yeah I think that's definitely part of like why we are choosing to do interviews with local people as well is through the podcast and through these interviews and people getting to know you better and connecting us together you know, the things that we are doing, like we do rituals and we do readings and ceremony and things like that. People want to experience those things and then they want to bring those things home. They want to have it for themselves and experience it for themselves. And that's what you are providing as well. You are providing them the tools and the space to feel like they can be educated and really learn hands-on with what you carry. And you also really listen to your customers and you really listen to their needs. And I feel like just allowing people, like telling people where to find you, how they can find you, and what it is that you offer will like connect everybody in a way where they're actually getting the help that they need. I feel like we're all kind of building different little parts of things that are, like we like to say, that bridging people into a place of authentically being able to live out their life. And we each have our own little space that when we bring it together and we let people know about each other, it kind of gives them a fuller experience. And I think that's what, I mean, you're already doing that just by being here today. Well, to let you guys know, as well as others out there, anyone out there that's a healer in any capacity, which is so many different ways, um, whether it be tarot or massage or, I mean, there's just, there's a a whole huge realm of, of healing. 
Um, Bob and I are starting... Well, I should say Bob is starting to because he's the computer genius. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we're putting together a... Um, we're, go- we're going to be putting together as a part of our website a catalog of healers throughout Washington State. We're going to just start with Washington State. I'd wow. love to go beyond that at some point yes. when we work out all the kinks. But um, you'll be able to go online as a healer and you'll fill out a form. You have to answer every question, even if it's one word, but you'll have to answer every question. You do have to, you'll have to put your photo because seeing somebody is how we connect. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And what we're trying to do is create um, a collective in, a, in one place, hopefully, where people can go to find what they need and who they heal. Because we all have been trying to find somebody, you know, online, you know, who does this, who does that, but you have no reference, you have no right. picture, you have these basic informations or, I mean, there's just, it's, it's, you can spend hours trying to find just, you know, a few handful of people that may not fit you. Yeah. So we want to create something where people can come together. You can put whatever you want as far as who you are, what you do, how you go about it. But so people can just connect a little bit easier. Sure. Um, and then it will be free for, um, the, the the healers to be on there. It will also be free for the people looking. So we don't want to charge for it. We just want to create this collective. Yeah. Um, and then I've also talked to uh, uh, another Reiki. She's a Reiki master in town. Um, and we are planning to do a uh, meet and greet kind of a thing for some of the healers just in this area. Oh, so we can cool. kind of get to know each other. And yeah. Because, like, I do Reiki, but I may not be the right person for somebody, and I have no problem, and I don't have an ego about saying, I think they would be much better for you. Right. So, but I'm not going to know that unless I know them. Sure, of um, course. Her name is Norma Jean, by the way. Uh, I can't remember her last name. Um, but, um, you know, there's just, there's a lot of people in this, in the, in this area that are, that are healers and amazing people in this community that... Mm-hmm. We just want people to be able to find. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's Starting so to really connect together and making those connections is like, I think that's where we're at right now is like starting to bring that so it's more available to people that are searching. Yeah. yeah. Especially within Skagit Valley because I think like at first, like we even have that perception opening up here similar to what it sounds like with your shop. Like we're just not sure how it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, received or accepted in the community and what you find is that there are so many people like we're just at a place in the world I think that we need this kind of acceptance and connection and healing education all of it yeah ah and spirituality spiritual healing I think is what a lot of us are coming into we're experiencing so many other things and we're familiar with emotional healing physical healing mental healing is a big part of it now because it's always needed to be and now I really feel like we're starting to understand spiritual healing is such a big part of it. So, not that I take issue with spirit, the term spiritual healing at all, but I think of, for me, a better way that I, that that I think of it mm-hmm. is soul healing, mm-hmm. because sure. spiritual still denotes a bit of belief system mm-hmm. or religion, or you know, to me, soul healing is about healing everything about who you are, yeah, what makes you up, and those damages and hurts that we. It's not just to me, you know, because people people hear spirit and they think of a certain thing, mm-hmm. right? For me, it's just point. it's a you know, and I know people don't all consider a soul a soul, you know, but uh, or they use a different terminology. There's lots of different terminologies. I just want people to understand that spiritual healing 
it, for me personally, is not about a belief. It's about healing who we are. It's about healing the nature of our own existence. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Well, in closing, this has been such a fun conversation. Sorry, I feel like you're monopol- monopolized. In no, <laughs> you're in a view. Are you kidding? Um, can you just leave the people with just telling them where they can find you both locally and or online? We are located at 505 South 1st Street, downtown Mount Vernon. Um, my husband has built an amazing website, so you can see if there's something uh, you want to see up closer. Our, most of our store is online, and it's ingoodspirit.org. Um, and we are on Instagram at in, the letter in, goodspirit, hashtag ingoodspirit. Um, we're on Facebook. I mean, in any of those that you follow, we try to keep information flowing through all of them about what we are doing and and we have a lot of things in the work for this year a lot of things coming um so um just keep an eye out on us and and even if you just want to pop in and say hi i just love that because it's not just a retail store for us we we want to build a life in the community Mm. yeah beautiful well thank you for being here with us thank you very much for having me yeah absolutely